Hello, writers, and welcome back to the Well-Storied Podcast. I'm Kristen Kiefer, and this is where I transform articles from the Well-Storied blog into audio so you can listen in on the go. Today we are conquering a brand new article on the Well-Storied blog, and that is how to craft immersive setting descriptions. Settings are something that I get a lot of questions about um, several times a month, if not once or twice a week, how to write settings that are immersive, that really place readers into the story world, how to um, write settings that really give readers a look at the world through the main character's eyes, that sort of thing. And so today we're going to conquer all of that. And so yes, without any further ado, let's dive into today's episode. If you would like to read along as you listen in, make sure to head on over to well-storied.com setting, and you can find that link as well in today's episode description. How to craft immersive setting descriptions. Writer, it's time to give life to your story. One of the most powerful ways to breathe life into the pages of your book is to immerse readers in your story world, specifically through crafting lush, evocative descriptions of your story's settings. But that's easier said than done, isn't it? In today's article, we're going to cover how to choose the most impactful settings for each of your story's scenes, as well as my top tips for bringing those settings to life via immersive descriptive writing. Sound good? Let's dive in. Have you chosen strong scene settings? That is the first question we need to ask. Oftentimes, the settings in which our scenes take place are deeply intertwined with what is happening in the narrative, so selecting the best place to set many of our scenes may not be that difficult. However, some scenes in your story will likely be less location dependent, giving you a range of options in which to set them. In any case, the settings in which your scenes take place shouldn't be chosen or described without proper thought and care. Every last setting in your novel has the potential to be so much more than a simple backdrop. Settings can easily set a mood, give depth and context to a story world, amplify the conflict or tension in a scene, reveal elements of characterization, or deepen the story's themes. Ensuring that each of your story's settings fulfills one or more of these key purposes sets the foundation for immersive descriptions. After all, pretty words without purpose are pretty worthless, right? Now try saying that five times fast. When choosing or strengthening your scene settings, consider both what is happening in the scene and which character will serve as the point of view. Then ask yourself how you can manipulate the setting to set the tone you want readers to experience, while also fulfilling the needs of the scene's events and amplifying the emotions your point of view character will undergo. (laughs) That is certainly a lot to think about, I know, but as we said, taking the time to shore up your setting's foundations will go a long way toward immersing readers in your story. Next up, however, we're going to talk about my top tips for writing immersive descriptions. Now that we've discussed how to select scene settings that have purpose and power, it's time to talk all about how to bring them to life on the page. How you choose to write about your settings will likely be influenced by both the genre of your story and your personal writing style. However, here are some of my top tips for writing immersive setting descriptions that I believe apply to most situations. Tip number one, 
get inside your character's head. A character's worldview, life experiences, and personality heavily influence how they engage with the world around them. If you are writing your story in deep point of view, meaning the reader experiences the story's events through the eyes of the point of view character, take pains to craft setting descriptions that speak to how your point of view character would experience and engage with their surroundings. Tip number two, utilize sensory details. Touch, taste, sound, sight, smell. Our worlds are vibrant with sensory input and your character's world should be as well. With your point of view character in mind, work to include key sensory details in your descriptive writing. You don't need to include every sense within a scene, but touching on some of the most impactful at any given moment can go a long way toward breathing life onto the pages of your book. Tip number three, engage with the setting. It can be expedient to dump the description of your setting into one easy paragraph, but info dumps are resented for a reason. To avoid pulling your readers out of the narrative, consider once again how your point of view character interacts with the world around them. Describe how their nose wrinkles as the sharp smell of vinegar fills the air, or how their body sighs into the warm embrace of their bed. By sprinkling similar descriptive elements throughout each scene, you'll create touchstones that keep readers immersed in your setting. On to tip number four we go. Choose impactful details. In addition to writing from your character's point of view, don't forget to focus on elements that fulfill one or more of the purposes we discussed earlier. Setting a mood, giving depth and context to a story world, amplifying conflict or tension, revealing characterization, or deepening your story's themes. Consider what you are trying to accomplish in your scene, then describe elements that will help you achieve those ends. For example, if you're writing a sword fight, you'll likely want to focus on elements that amplify tension, such as the skittering of loose stones underfoot or the whiz of a blade as it slices through the air. Tip number five, avoid cliches. Descriptive writing can be rife with overused phrases, but your settings themselves can also be cliche. After all, how many times have we read about a funeral taking place on a rainy day? When writing descriptions, consider how you can avoid or put a fresh spin on old cliches and tropes. For example, oppressive humidity could represent the overbearing shadow of death in your funeral scene, whereas a driving wind could symbolize the chaos of grief. You have options here, people. Tip number six, favor, brevity, and power. Descriptions are notorious for their flowery, elaborate prose that does more to make readers roll their eyes than find themselves lost in the story world. When writing setting descriptions, always err on the side of brevity, making strong, simple word choices that evoke a particular tone. Take, for example, the following sentence. The soft, warm amber glow of the candlelight shimmered through the room, sending rapid, tantalizing chills down her spine. This description is both filled with unnecessary adjectives and kind of vague in its purpose. Chills are often associated with uncomfortable or frightening situations, which contrasts the warm and pleasant atmosphere of the candlelight. Therefore, is the character afraid or pleased? We don't know. A more powerful and immersive version of this description might read as such. Warm candlelight filled the room. 
whispering of promise, alighting her senses. And finally, let's talk about tip number seven. Think like a filmmaker. With the rise of cinema, written fiction transformed from a very narrative-driven tradition into a more quote-unquote visual style of storytelling that most frequently makes use of deep point of view to place readers directly in the story. Because of this, thinking like a filmmaker when crafting and framing your scenes can go a long way toward bringing your settings to life for readers. For more information and a detailed guide to writing description with filmmaking in mind, check out episode number 41 of the podcast or head on over to well-storied.com framing. Writing excellent setting descriptions doesn't come naturally to most. As you can see from the tips we discussed today, there is much to consider and put into practice when breathing life into your story's settings. Fortunately, these tips and techniques do become easier to apply as you begin using them. While your effort to craft exceptional settings should always be consciously done, your descriptive writing will indeed grow more natural with a little time and patience. So stick with it, writer. You'll immerse readers in your story in no time. Are you eager to go conquer your story's setting descriptions? I hope you found today's episode of the podcast to be insightful and inspiring, writer. And of course, if you have any questions or additional tips that you'd like to share with me, you can always give me a shout out by either contacting me at kristen at well-storied.com or giving me a shout out on social media. You can find me at Kristen underscore Kiefer on Twitter, or you can come on over to our Your Right Dream Facebook group and become a part of the Well-Storied community on Facebook. I would love, love, love to have you there. Writers, if you enjoyed today's episode, as I always ask of you, if you could just give it a like, a review, or a rating, wherever it is that you're listening in from, whatever you can do goes a long, long way towards helping the podcast grow and reach new writers, which is really just um, just such a goal of mine to continue sharing this podcast and all that I create for Well Storied with as many writers as possible. So if you're able to leave any of those things, just a, a simple like or a rating or a review, any of them just goes so far. So thank you very, very much for doing that. As of late, the Well Storied Patreon account has been growing and I must thank you all for that. That's really incredible. And I'm so happy to have more writers supporting Well Storied and really helping it um, grow and by pledging their, their monthly donation. That really means a lot to me to have writers helping out, helping the community, because any money that you guys are able to pledge to Well Storied helps me cover expenses, helps me continue making some money from this so that I can continue to create new resources that help as many writers as possible. If you would like to get involved in that community, um, you can head on over to patreon.com slash wellstoried. You can pledge as little as $1 a month to help me support all that I create for the website. And yes, I also share really fun kind of behind the scenes things with my patrons over on Patreon. Recently, I've shared um, my top favorite books I've read so far in 2018. I've shared some sneak peeks at my fiction writing. I've shared some thoughts on writing fiction and just kind of um, sneak peeks at my journey with that and also some upcoming things about Well Storied. So make sure to head on over to patreon.com slash wellstoried, become a Well Storied patron, and you can check all of that out. All right, friends, as always, as I always say, that's all I have for you today. Thank you all so much for listening in, and I cannot wait to see you guys next time. Have a wonderful week and very happy writing to you. Bye.